Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with my good friend, Mr. Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? Doing well. So something I'd love to ask you is just some basic questions about where you see the economy, rates going, because again, it, you know, what I thought would happen in January happened faster. So I've had to reset my expectations. Uh, so I thought I'd just ask you some questions and see where your mind's at just so I can see, see if I'm, if I'm on target with, with people I trust. What do you think? Well, what, that was a big question. So why don't you break it down? Sure. Ask- so for example, for example, uh, the Fed, right? Yeah. There's a thing that they call the terminal rate, right? I have, I have, uh, for about a month or a month and a half now, thought the terminal rate, meaning the peak, would come next year, hopefully by March, at five percent. And if that if that's right, then you know the if the terminal rate's five percent, Fed funds a ten year six and a half, you know mortgages are eight and a half to nine, you know, right. my world residential. So I can I can kind of play that out. I'm like, ooh, nine percent, eight nine nine. That's kind of where I thought thirty year mortgage rates might go. Now we have people like Patrick Bet David coming out saying rates are going to ten. Feds go the Fed has can't go to five. They're going to go to six. And you know I just don't know what to think today. So when you think about the Fed funds, and again you're in an industry that's levered uh, on debt, uh, have you thought about where the Fed might might peak out? Called the terminal rate. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't actually given it much thought. And the reason the reason why is because in some sense it doesn't really matter to me where the funds rate, you know, where, like where interest rates are, right? Because it's all a matter of underwriting and seeing if the deal works at the interest rate that you're at, right? And so it it doesn't I like you can it. Spend a lot of like mental energy trying and, and and I will temper this in a second, but I mean like you can spend a lot of mental energy sort of wondering where interest rates are going. Um, and like, oh my, you know, what should I do? What should I do? But it, it, you, you underwrite the deal, you know, where the interest rates are, right? And and if it, it either makes sense or it doesn't. Now, when you're like thinking it. about exit cap rate, though, you do have to give this some thought, right? Mm-hmm. And there, there are, you know, services you, you can subscribe to that that generate projections for you on where interest rates are going to be over the next, you know, two, three, four years. So you can try to plan your, what your exit cap rate is going to be like you know and how much how much additional cap rate you need to plan on your exit right so um, you do have to give it some thought on the back end i think though what people are trying to do as much as possible uh, right now is just lock in long-term interest rates at where they are right yeah because because at the end of the day what what the what real estate investors want is just certainty it doesn't Correct. really matter, like, you know, interest rates 20%, like it doesn't matter. It's just as long as you know that, well, that's what it is and it's going to stay around there. It's not going to fluctuate too much, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just, prices adjust accordingly, right? So you want certainty. What The problem is when it's in a period of flux, like it is now. So if you say to me like, hey, interest rates are going to wind up at such, I think it's going to stop by March and blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't, 
if you think like March is when it's going to stop, like sort of when it's going to stop is more important to me than what it's going to be when it stops. Okay. Like, because then it's like, okay, now we have, we're at a new, a new equilibrium, a new plateau. We can kind of underwrite to this and mm -hmm. it, it could make it harder to get deals. People might be locked in, you know, they might not be able to sell because they're looking at a capital loss. Uh, but th that's not everybody. There still will be people who bought 30 years ago and are looking to sell right. like you know, where, where the interest rates just don't matter to them. Or maybe you're in a situation where you've got cash and it doesn't matter to you. Right. So it's, it's, it's more about the certainty than sort of the level. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So again, uh, initially, I thought for a long time that the the last Fed rate increase would be the first meeting of 2023, which I think is February, it might be January. I now think what is likely to happen is is we may get a little Greenspan, which if you guys don't know what I mean by that, Greenspan famously raised rates 17 meetings in a row uh, by a quarter. Uh, so I think we may be in uh, we may be in a time where we're, the Fed's not done per se until the summer, which is you know six months longer than I was originally thinking. So, uh, to your point about knowing when they're done or or being done being important, I think I think we may have to wait longer. Yeah, I mean, I know you always ask me to make you really like making predictions, and I don't really like making predictions. So it's always hard to like because <laughs> I just look at this like I'm like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I I think it's fair to say that the Fed won't be done as soon as I expected. I think that's right. fair. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, look, inflation is not it, it's not getting reined in, right? And I think it, as long as that's the situation, they're gonna, we're going to continue to to see rates go up. Whether they continue to do like these big jumps, right? That, that I don't know because I think you do at some point. Yeah, just logically speaking, you got to come off that at some point. They, yeah, they can't. They can't. And, and you know, they, they they want also. I mean, the Fed also wants the markets to feel some sense of stability because the Fed also knows that, like, like the interest rate itself is kind of less important than the certainty, right? So, right, yeah. so they also want if they they want to show their tapering or whatever because they they don't want like every month the markets to be going like is it going to go up 75 again we don't know we can't handle that and and the big jumps really they are painful i mean it has completely upended people's underwriting it's oh completely, yeah completely, you know it's upended a lot of stuff so they can't they can't keep on doing this forever but if, if inflation is not is not um is not starting to respond i could very much see them continuing to be like you know sort of the analogy of like when you're you know like showing that you're not giving in right it's like when you're when your kid like just keeps on you know like acting up and you're like like i'm not nope you're not gonna you're not gonna get me right like you're not i'm holding firm on this thing right so the tit for tat kind of thing i i can see them just continuing to kind of go tit for tat with inflation but maybe not 75 basis points every time mm -hmm. right so yeah yeah, yeah. How about uh, so we're clearly seeing recessions, right? UK just said they're in, you're going to probably have a six quarter recession all of 23, first half of 24. Uh, I think it's it's uh, with the the way China is handling the COVID lockdowns. I think China's in a recession. Whether or not they ever tell us that, who knows? But I think it's pretty clear. I think there's talk of the U.S. potentially entering a recession. Um, you know, do you see that as as a potential at least in the, in the United yeah. States of a recession? I do. I think if we have one, it's going to be fairly mild. But mm -hmm. uh, I, 
I mean, like, you know, jobs growth continues to be just really strong. I think there are some distinctions you can draw with, say, England, right? I mean, England, we were talking before, just really screwed themselves with Brexit, right? I mean, they have, they have just, their companies are leaving Britain because they no longer have access to the, yeah. to the to the common market from Britain, right? And you know, I heard the other day that in 2016, the the British economy was equal to 90. percent It was 90 percent the size of the German economy. Today, it's 70 percent the size of Germany. It's all because of Brexit. So they they have they have really they've got other problems than inflation, right? And 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 probably like less ability to deal with inflation now because now they've got like you know they're paying tariffs on everything that comes. Every, yeah. every, every everything they buy now comes with a tariff, right? Yeah. Whereas it didn't before. So anything they bought from Europe didn't come with a tariff or the tariffs were, were more limited, right? So they've just created a, a worse situation for themselves and made it harder for themselves to dig out. So I'm not sure that they're the best. They're, they're not really analogous. China, look, as long as they keep on like shutting down entire cities because, you know, like they've decided that you know, Western vaccines can't be trusted and they're not, you know, they're, 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 that Chinese people can only accept Chinese vaccines and they don't have any yet, right? As long as they continue to do dumb stuff like that and shut down entire, shut down their country, you know, in order to control COVID rather than just yeah. letting people be vaccinated, you know, that's not analogous either. Plus, I mean, you talk about like our debt problems I and mean, China's, China's debt problems are just like, I mean, yeah, that's just, next level. Up, yeah. That's going to be the thing. I mean, that could bring the, the entire world economy down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the U.S. has just has a lot of strength that other economies don't that don't have, and a lot of money is still flowing into the U.S. I mean, it's a little counterintuitive yeah. that because the, the the currency has gotten so strong against other currencies, but that actually has the effect of you know drawing a lot of foreign invest foreign capital into the U.S. because if they're expecting it, that to continue, they want to get in before, you know, before it continues uh, even yeah. stronger, right? So, um, the there's you know fresh capital coming into the U.S. I, I just I don't see this leading to a crash in the U.S. Oh. absent, like say China going down, right? Like if China. Yeah. Uh, that could just be a big enough because it's the second biggest economy in the world. Yeah, and that could be contagion for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. The you know, I, I uh, as I think I mentioned in the first episode, macro. I think it's going to be a rough eighteen months or so. But micro, I'm excited. We've been yeah. preparing. Um, we're going to basically repeat what we did last time because uh, again, we've been through this cycle before on real estate. So I'm excited, uh, Jonathan. Where can people find you? You can join me on Facebook in the multifamily investment community. Uh, you can join my email list at apartmentinvestorsclub.com, or you can Google my uh, my investment company, Two Bridges Asset Management, and get on my investor list. Thank you so much. Absolutely.